Well, 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 if it ain't your old pal, Jeremy Mountain here with another episode of Blue Mafia. Bills, lovers everywhere united. Welcome back. The Bills are looking pretty, pretty good right about now. And they are heading down to foggy London town. So, we're going to be previewing a little bit of the Jaguars for you. If we have enough battery on the back end. We'll give you the top five quarterback matchups around the NFL. If not, we'll give it to you on Saturday. It's Thursday. We're shooting at the home speed here in the Elmwood Village. Let's get right into it. Old Allentown was too much for old Tua. Tua Tuggy took it on the chin along with Mike McDaniel, who was very respectful in the loss to Coach Sean McDermott. That was pretty cool. Um, just one more strike for how cool Mike McDaniel is. But the bottom line is, we said it last week. If you didn't hear it, take away Tua's first read and fold him up like a suitcase. He didn't get hurt. He didn't die. He's okay. He's alive. He's still uh, performed at a pretty high level. But the Bills did do a good job of taking away the first read. I saw a nice video by Cover One. Um, they did a nice breakdown of exactly how many times. So go check out the film. But that was a nice job by the Bills defense to take away that first read and get shots on him and get the tree trunks up. The big boys up front were tough, but unfortunately, obviously, injuries. Trey White, when it happened, saw him look behind. They say you can hear it, and it's like stepping on a on like a like one of those snappers you just hear it like snap like those things you toss the ground at the 4th of July party but tough break for Trey White obviously but ultimately as far as this team goes <sighs> hate to say it but he has not really been a part of the physical nature of this team as far as on the field the last few years so I don't know how much it truly impacts it's clear that he impacts the defense, gives them confidence, and he was just getting into his own. But ultimately, I think that this team with Kyrie Elam will be fine. It's not going to be as strong, but I have a lot of faith in Kyrie Elam. I think the kid is a bona fide athlete who is ready to ascend, and maybe this is all he needed was a little bit of time to take off, and now he has to step up. He has an opportunity and I think that he will do the most with it that he can. Number two, the offense was clicking, cooking, all things considered. So far, so good health-wise. Dorsey, Allen, looking a lot better than Dayball and Jones out in Jersey. But I gotta say, I think I'm at we're we're sitting at A's right now for Allen and Dorsey. Uh, Grade-wise, creativity hasn't had to be too special, but they've really kept the defenses on their heels, both offensively with the run game and then obviously Allen looking very poised and comfortable. There's certain balls that he throws that when he throws it, even though the receiver's not in the screen, 
you can just tell by the confidence and the flick of the wrist when it comes off of his hand that it is going to be complete. And that's a confidence level that we're looking for right here, right now. The shorter preseason could certainly become more of a uh, discussion as far as how the Bills looked on Monday night. And I still say that Allen may have been concussed that night in uh, New York when Rodgers got hurt. He took a huge shot and smashed his face on the turf, and he very well could have been concussed that first week. But Allen is certainly not looking concussed, and Stephon Diggs made that amazing play on the broken uh tackle i'm always saying we need to see some yak and he gave us the ultimate yak sauce on that one the run game is everything that we have hoped for and hopefully the offensive line stays healthy hopefully the running backs all stay healthy because right now the three-headed monster that is Cook, Murray, and obviously Damian Harris. Couldn't think of his name. But that three-headed monster has become a weapon in itself. And I think Allen is now truly beginning to understand how he can use the dictation at the line of scrimmage, what the defense is showing him. I do think he's finally starting to see that if you know that scheme and you know what they're doing and you're prepared, you don't have to do it all with your legs and your athleticism. He can just do it with quick audibles, quick adjustments, quick communication with the offensive line. Veteran center Mitch Morris, you don't know how long you're going to have him for. But the offensive line is clearly riding or dying for the quarterback. The quarterback is trusting the O-line. O-line is trusting Allen. Everything looks very good from an offensive standpoint. Moving on, number three. The defense is turning and burning. There's an old saying in the restaurant industry. Turn and burn a couple tables. Just got to turn them and burn them. And that is what this defense is doing, is taking possessions from these offensive drives on our opponents offensive drives just taking them turning them burning them like a Sunday at Denny's they're making it look easy they're getting quick stops they're getting deflections they're getting psychotic mischievous performances from the linebacker core the Trey White injury does definitely suck, but like I said, I have trust in Kyrie Elam. I do believe that he's going to be a fine player in the league. And ultimately, this defense might be the scariest in the league right now. You know how we do the hellhounds at the end. If we were, you know, if we were playing against this defense that Buffalo has, it would certainly be scary. But it's good to have him on our team, that's for sure. Bernard continues to look good. Milano continues to look good. And Bernard seems to be looking more and more comfortable as a leader on that defense as well. Moving on, number four. E.T. phone home. Bills headed to London. Looking 
toward this Sunday's 9.30 matchup. Travis Etienne is a weapon. Jackknife, they always talk about these positionless players nowadays, and he is certainly one. There's only a few guys that... They throw the positionless player thing all around, but there's only a few guys, in my opinion, that truly can get handed the ball and get out in space in the field and run a route smoothly, catch, carry, and run someone over. Travis Etienne is one of those guys, and the Bills' defense has looked good, but this Jaguars' offense has a lot of weaponry. They also have a guy named Tank Bixby, which I just happen to love his name and he's an absolute bruiser they might try to go power run game and see if they can slice through the thin linebacking core but Von Miller may see a couple snaps this weekend hopefully hopefully he's nice and healthy and safe but I do like the receiving core for the Jaguars the visor the the bronze visor obviously Doug Peterson He's not calling plays right now, but I heard a discussion on another podcast and there was a lot of question marks as to why he wasn't calling plays, so we could see him start to take over more play calling duty. But ultimately, Travis or uh Travis Etienne and Trevor, the Golden Boy Sunshine, they are teammates from Clemson. They have continuity. That's all you need in a backfield. They trust each other. He's always got him out of the backfield when he needs him, when he when things break down, and he can move. Trevor Lawrence can move, and Orlovsky, who I'm gaining more respect for as an analyst, he's pretty entertaining and educational, edutaining. He was a saying, which I agree with, is Trevor Lawrence should be running a little bit more, and we'll see if he uses his legs a little bit this Sunday at 9.30 in the morning. Receiving core is pretty tough. Evan Ingram, tight end, Christian Kirk. They haven't gotten as much out of Calvin Ridley as I think they hoped for, but he's a weapon. And there's going to be opportunities for their offense to either make the play or not. And quick shout-out Braxton Berrios. We said last week that he would probably make some plays. No River Craycraft, though. He didn't end up playing. Who knows if Craycraft played? You never know. The the Dolphins might have lost by 30. And now, quickly, number five, the Hellhounds. You got to be prepared if you don't want to be scared on game day. So these are the guys you got to be prepared for if you're a Bills fan and you don't really know who is going to be possibly screwing up your Sunday. You're going to hear a lot about the other Josh Allen, obviously. Our Josh Allen already said that he's a little bit afraid of the Josh Allen. He said something like, yeah, he got me. And those those hits, those remember me hits, they last a lifetime. So Allen will have to be watching out for Allen. Trayvon Walker, big-time draft pick, I believe, last year out of Georgia. Big monster. Got to watch out for him, number 44. Number 32, Tyson Campbell. He's making a lot of plays for them, statistically and as a certified warrior. Rashawn Jenkins, also good. 
luckily Devin Lloyd is out as of right now. Uh, he was one of their top tacklers, but the guy that is probably going to be all over the field does lead them in tackles. Number 23, Foyasade Olukun. Olukun. He's, he's a weapon. I think he's out of Yale, but he's leading the team in tackles, so I'm sure he'll be chasing Josh Allen all around the yard, and we'll see. We'll see. I appreciate everybody listening. I'll give you my final prediction on Saturday because we got the game Sunday morning, so I'll give you the Saturday night at BlueMafia.com. Follow me at Jer7Ridge on the Twitter. Kick it over to the other side with the implications. It's the implications. The top five quarterback matchups around the NFL with huge implications. Number one, Lamar taking on Kenny Pickett. And this one has implications because it's a big-time AFC North matchup, but it's got huge implications for the Steelers. They looked absolutely awful last week versus C.J. Stroud and the Texans. But Matt Canada is got a lot of question marks right now, which is actually leading to Mike Tomlin having question marks, question marks on Kenny Pickett. Will we see Mitch Trubisky? This one's got a lot of scary question marks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It could be a final blow, final nail in the coffin for Lamar and the Ravens on the Steelers don't want to say dynasty this 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 Steelers regime could be done after this week if Lamar takes care of business in Pittsburgh number two Burrow at Dobby Dobby playing tough um I don't know if he's ever going to make a pro bowl or anything like that but he's a professional and I just there's something about this Cardinals team they're like the team that nobody wanted and they look pretty sick in their new white uniforms. And when Kyler gets back, you never know. You never know. He is, he is somewhat special. He's made a lot of plays in this league already. And if he's half the player he was, he could, he could be fine. But I root for this Cardinals team because they're not good. They kind of remind me of the bills when they wouldn't have a quarterback and they would have to play Thad Lewis, but Burrow, I mean, (laughs) Ooh. Not a good time to be a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Not a good time to be a Joe Burrow fan. Not a good time to be a, a Jamar Chase fan. Not a good time to be a fan of the coach. Zach. Zachy boy. Tough. Tough. Bengals are in trouble. They're saying this is a must win against a team with a fifth string quarterback. That's why it makes the implications. Hurts at Stafford? Is Stafford going to play? He was banged up last week. He led a huge comeback against the Colts. Puka Nakua showing out game-winning TD in overtime. Awesome finish. Got Cooper Cup coming back, hopefully, possibly, on my fantasy team, and hopefully for Stafford. Taking on Jalen Hurts, who continues to tush-push his way into history. Getting a little sick of the tush push. Moving on. Number four. Dak at Brock. Big one on Sunday night. Big, big, big one on Sunday night. 
Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. They recover. They did lose uh, Trayvon Diggs, which is going to continue to be a, a bigger and bigger loss for them. But it's weird how that hasn't really been talked about. And there seems to be a level of respect for the Cowboys across the league that they are legit. But the 49ers are definitely legit. And as you have heard me say in the past, I'm not the hugest fan of that team. But I do respect them. And to be honest with you, I feel a little bit less hatred towards Brock Purdy after hearing that he still has to split his rent. That sucks. That sucks. So I am a little bit coming around on Brocky boy. Number five, big one. It's a 1 p.m., but it makes the final slot here on the implications. Tanny at AR. Anthony Richardson makes his debut to the implications. His first time on here. Richardson's legit. He looks apart. He's a big, strong guy. He's a tomcat. He looks like he can make all the throws. He seems to have adapted some little Michael Vick flick throw for short yardage, which is tough for guys to use that power in a short, quick way, and he's figured out a little way to dart that around and look out because they got Jonathan Taylor coming back apparently. And Last week, Tannehill is going on Tannehill. He's going to be himself, but... Derrick Henry got a little bit lubed up last week and started playing pretty well, even through a tud. So, let's pick him. Number one, Lamar at Pickett. Do the Steelers have what it takes to rebound? Do they have what it takes to play for Canada? Or are they literally just quitting on Canada? I think they're quitting on Canada. And I don't think these players are going to really try until something changes. So I'm going Lamar. Burrow at Dobby. I can't see Burrow losing this one. But if they do, that that's a little bit scary. They would probably shut him down, I would imagine. Hurts at Stafford? If Stafford plays and he's okay and Cup plays, look out. Because that could be an upset alert. I'm going to go Stafford, but it is kind of predicated on if he's healthy or not, which I hate, hate hearing people say, especially about Anthony Davis. Dak at Brock. It's in the candlestick, San Fran. So I'm going to go Brock, and we're going to go AR at home for the Colts on the carpet. Colts on carpet. That's Lamar, Burrow, Stafford, Brock, A. Rich, baby. Stay rich, baby. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Go Bills.